This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. When does alcohol become an addiction? How can we control the psychological and social pressures that lead to overdrinking? We'll hear from someone who beat her addiction. It's the anticipation of relaxing and unwinding. For me, when I would reach for the glass of wine and start pouring it, I'd be like, oh, I feel better, things are good. It was before I even took that first sip. Then, most public infrastructure projects seem to take forever and cost too much. A top expert explains why and shares ideas to make these projects more cost-effective. One of the biggest problems I think taxpayers have is that there always seems to be cost inflation for these facilities, and yet so much of them are in poor repair. Those two stories and more are coming your way on this week's show. Stay tuned. InfoTrack begins right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. Has alcohol become too big a part of your life or the life of someone you care about? Our next guest has advice on ways to control over drinking. With the story, here's InfoTrack's Gina Tedesco. Gina? Thanks, Chris. Many people enjoy an occasional alcoholic drink, which sometimes morphs into several drinks a day and is no longer enjoyable. But a new book is out for those who question whether drinking has become too much a part of their lives, and it brings strategies on cutting back or stopping. Joining us now is Annie Grace, author of This Naked Mind, Control Alcohol, Find Freedom, Discover Happiness, and Change Your Life. Annie, your strategies to cut down or stop, which we'll get to shortly, stem from what you say are misconceptions about drinking. So let's take a few of those one at a time. First, the idea that drinking makes a person more confident. True, false? I think it's true in the moment, but over time it certainly erodes your confidence. And you find that for a lot of things about alcohol. There's an instantaneous positive effect that's quickly replaced by a much more cumulative negative effect. And how about the idea that alcohol relaxes a person? That's a really interesting one because for the first 30 minutes, your blood alcohol content is rising and that gives you these nice, relaxed, euphoric feelings. This very same drink, your blood alcohol starts falling about 30 minutes in for two to three hours. And when your blood alcohol is falling, that's why alcohol is a depressant. You feel restless, uneasy, your body releases adrenaline and cortisol. And so it's the opposite of relaxation. It's actually inducing more stress into your body. And that's actually why the next drink sounds so good, because it relieves the kind of deprivation and the negativity that the first drink created. And so once you see that, it's a huge turning point. And people feel more lit up when they're buzzed and they assume they're more likable. Are they right about that? I think, again, it lasts for about 20 or 30 minutes. And then you sort of spend the next few hours chasing that initial feeling, that initial euphoria. And the thing about it is that, yeah, certainly people become more chatty and talkative. But if you really watch and observe, which I have done, it's often as soon as they get a beer in their hand or as soon as they walk to the bar, it's the anticipation of relaxing and unwinding that really instigates those feelings. And it is often before they've even taken their first sip that there's a shift in the mood. I know for me, when I would reach for the glass of wine and start pouring it, I'd be like, oh, I feel better. Things are good. It was before I even took that first sip. And finally, what about the notion that alcohol improves a person's sex life? Any truth on that one at all? 
Well, it's really interesting because alcohol makes you less inhibited, and that's something that's true. So you think that you're having better sex, but alcohol also numbs your ability to feel, and this is especially true for women. You actually feel so much more physically when you are not drinking alcohol, and for men, it reduces your testosterone. And so, part of your strategy is to uncouple the idea that alcohol and pleasure are linked. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. And I think that alcohol and pleasure is very interesting because it artificially stimulates your pleasure center. So you feel instantly more pleasurable. You think, oh, that's a great thing. You know, something that can really give me huge amounts of pleasure. But the thing is, is your brain then releases a counter chemical that reduces the amount of pleasure because it's trying to maintain homeostasis. And that counter chemical doesn't discriminate. So suddenly, things that bring you pleasure, like having sex or hanging out with friends, reading a good book. No longer stimulate your pleasure center the way they used to because of the counter chemical that's being constantly released in your brain. It's called dynorphin when you're a daily drinker. And does this happen even after you have your second and third drink? Does the dynorphin counteract the alcohol? Yes, and it counteracts, and that's what tolerance is. So tolerance is just your body's ability to kind of retain homeostasis. So if alcohol sends you way up, your body kind of tries to bring you back down to normal. And then it becomes more and more efficient at that, and then eventually you have this dynorphin in your system, and you stop experiencing as much pleasure with everyday activities. And people also need to be convinced to move past the cultural pressures to drink, don't they? If they're going to stop. Yeah, alcohol is really the only drug you have to justify not taking, and so it's a very intense cultural pressure to drink because you know, really get swept up in it. We're speaking with Annie Grace, author of *This Naked Mind: Control Alcohol, Find Freedom, Discover Happiness, and Change Your Life*. Annie, you were once a successful executive who wound up drinking two bottles of wine a day. But what helped you decide to give up drinking? It was really just an exploration of the beliefs that I had around drinking. Why exactly was I doing it? I made a list of every single reason. I stopped trying to stop because every time I tried to control my drinking, I could do it, but I felt really deprived. I felt miserable, and I said, "Why is this?" And I just really methodically went through every reason and said, "Is this true? Does it hold up to scrutiny?" And by the end of that process, I realized there wasn't really many reasons for me to be drinking, and it really kind of the desire let go of me. That's a pretty amazing story, and we should emphasize that your book is for those who already question whether drinking has become too much a part of their lives. But Annie, what can a person do, if anything, for someone else who insists that he or she does not have a drinking problem? I think just empathy and compassion are the most important things. When somebody is relying on alcohol as a crutch. It is so terrifying to think about giving it up, and so if they see you as somebody that's going to take that crutch away from them, they're likely to distance themselves from you. But if you can have honest conversations with them that aren't judgmental, they might open up about how they're feeling, and them opening up to you is actually the equivalent of them opening up to themselves because we're not often honest with ourselves how much we're drinking or that it's affecting us in the ways that it is. Other than the mental addiction that you described a moment ago, is there a physical component to alcohol addiction, and does your system address that? There absolutely is a physical component, and interestingly, of regular drinkers, you know, eight glasses of wine per week for women, as an example, 
90% are not actually physically addicted. And so my book is really for that 90%. 10% of people who are physically addicted, I think you need more than a book. You probably need in-person support, maybe a treatment center. And when you're physically addicted, when you actually can't stop drinking, even for a period of time, for a few days, certainly just a book might help you with your thinking, but it's not going to help with those physical aspects. Absolutely talking to your doctor is best. Part of what you encourage is for people to choose whether or not to drink like they're making just another dietary choice. Might that help him make a more conscious decision? Yeah, you and I would have a really honest conversation about, you know, the carbs or sugar in donuts, for example. But people don't have an honest conversation, a balanced conversation about the harms of a glass of wine. And so having that mindfulness and that honesty and not being afraid of that question We think that question is going to make us an alcoholic and destined to have to quit drinking forever. But if we can come back from that and just say, okay, maybe this just makes me a more mindful, healthy person, there shouldn't be fear associated with questioning your drinking, which unfortunately there is in today's society. And picking up on something you said before, that in social settings, people have to basically defend their decision not to drink alcohol. And it's the one substance that needs explaining on not to use. Can't people just say no I think so. I think that if people say no confidently, or even better, say yes to something non-alcoholic, so you take the no out of the equation, it does become a non-issue. I think because we believe it's going to be such a big issue that we go into it and say, oh, I think I'm taking a break. And then all of a sudden, everybody's twisting your arm to just have one. And you're trying to explain yourself, and you've gotten to a quite awkward conversation really fast. Annie Grace, author of This Naked Mind, Control Alcohol, Find Freedom, Discover Happiness, and Change Your Life. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. For InfoTrack, I'm Gina Tedesco. Next, why government projects cost too much and take too long. That story, coming up. Don't go away. InfoTrack will be back right after this. This is 